Hey guys, welcome back to Accelerated Investor. Thanks so much for joining me today. I am always excited, honored, uh, thrilled that you're joining me, whether you're in the gym, whether you are out for a walk, whether you're in the car listening to this. Uh, I really appreciate it and would just encourage you to share this all over social media. Don't forget to join our private Facebook group of all of our Accelerated Investor members. Go into Facebook and search Accelerated Investor and make sure you join the group. Listen, today I am interviewing Eric Martel. You might remember back in February, we released a podcast with Antoine Martel. Antoine is Eric's son. They run a turnkey investment business, and one of the reasons why I wanted to interview him is he investing in my market in Cleveland, Ohio. He's uh, investing and buying approximately 10 turnkey rental properties per month. So in this interview, you're going to hear about Eric's strategies for finding deals. You're going to hear about his strategies for securing the financing to acquire these turnkey rental properties. We're going to talk more about his return on investment and how he's focused on return on investment of buying these properties, doing the value add improvements, selling them off to turnkey investors so that he can take the cash, basically what he calls calls a return on equity and take that equity, realize the equity, and then put that back into his business so he can do the next deal. We'll also talk a little bit more about his book, which you can find at martelleric.com slash book. Uh, and this is just really uh, an, an exciting interview. Uh, you'll hear all about the entire process for buying, renovating, selling, securing the insurance, securing the funding for turnkey investments. So whether you want to be a passive investor or whether you want to be an active cash flow investor focused on turnkey rentals, you'll love this interview with Eric Martel. Welcome to the Accelerated Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. Josh Cantwell. If you love entrepreneurship and investing in real estate, then you are in the right place. Josh is the CEO of Freeland Ventures Real Estate Private Equity and has personally invested in well over 500 properties all across the country. He's also made hundreds of private lender loans and owns over 1,000 units of apartments. Josh is an expert at raising private money for deals, and he prides himself on never having had a boss in his entire adult life. Josh and his team also mentor investors and entrepreneurs from all over the world. He doesn't dream about doing deals. He actually does them, and so do his listeners and students. Now sit back, listen, listen learn, learn, and accelerate your business, your life, and your investing with the Accelerated Investor Podcast. So Eric, hey, welcome to Accelerated Investor. We're super excited to have you. Um, how's, how's it going today? What are you up to? Yeah, very good. Well, thank you for inviting me. Uh, what are we up to? I mean, we just, uh, we're looking, we're just expanding our, our business and uh, try to close down. A we have a lot of business that's closing down the next couple of, uh, couple of months, you know, finishing the year strong and then planning for next year. So we're really planning to, uh, to grow our business, our turnkey, uh, turnkey rental uh, resale business um, next year at least another 50% next year. That's the, the growth we're expected. So yeah, so we're working hard on that. Nice. So you have a book that's come out um, yeah. where you teach a little bit more about, you're an author, speaker, uh, you have a popular YouTube channel, um, you know, break away from the rat race with real estate. 
um, you're in the turnkey business. So for those people yeah. who are part of our audience that don't understand or don't know what turnkey investments are, uh, tell us about that. Why are you excited about it in this market in particular? And help us understand what exactly are turnkey investments for both single family and multifamily properties. Yeah. So I, th I think the key, I mean, my goal is really to like a preach people that their number one goal should be to achieve financial freedom. I mean, this is something that's inevitable. We are going to want to stop working at one point. Uh, sure. We want to retire, want to spend more time with family. And you should start working on it now. That whole uh, concept of saving a lot of money for 50 years and then retiring at uh, 60 or 65, this is not going to work out for most people. Right. 401ks are going to be, especially with the pandemic, right? The 401k is going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be affected. The, the, uh, the, even your corporate pension plans are going to be impacted by, by what's going on. They were already in trouble before, but now with the pandemic, it's just going to make it worse. So that's the number one thing is that people should really focus on financial freedom. And mm -hmm. if you do that, the best way to do that is passive income with, uh, with rental properties. When you get started, you don't have that much time. So turnkey is good. Uh, we sell these uh, single family rentals. So we, we buy distressed property. We, uh, we renovate them, make sure they're, they're good, clean, uh, that the, uh, you know, they have good uh, mechanics like uh, the water heater and stuff like that. So we really do a good job uh, right. renovating them. We rent them out and then we sell them to turnkey investors who are trying to build this, uh, this passive income portfolio. So it's uh, it's already rented. You know what the rent is. You know everything about it, and basically it's uh, it's cash flowing from day one. So nice, you know, very easy. So when when most of your buyers are buying, I imagine a lot of these people probably have a day job. They probably yeah. make an income. It could be as a teacher, it could be as a nurse, it could be as a doctor, an attorney, and they're looking at real estate to diversify their portfolio. But they don't necessarily want to do all the steps that go into it, finding deals, hiring contractors, yeah. renovating the deal. They just kind of want to do the last step, which is exactly. deploy their money and get a return. Uh, so describe sort of a typical deal. Give us some numbers, typical kind of purchase price, renovation, after repaired value. What are people mm -hmm. buying them from, from you guys? What kind of returns are they getting with, with yeah. from the, the rents and the, and the net income that comes from that? Yeah. So, and you're exactly right. I mean, the, so one of the reasons why I'm saying that, you know, people that uh, if they want to achieve financial freedom, they should go and start with turnkey get because mm -hmm. you're, you're busy with your job. You don't have time to find contractors and get multiple quotes from contractors and all of that. So get turnkey, get your passive income portfolio going. Then after that, then you can, once you, you achieve financial freedom, then you can do what, whatever you want. Uh, and then invest uh, in all kinds of other real estate uh, strategy. Uh, for us, the, the the markets that we selected, I mean, we wanted to have cash flowing markets. So we we looked at market uh, states that were landlord friendly, that had mm -hmm. uh, and cities that had good growth, uh, sustainable growth, low unemployment, and all of that. And uh, Memphis and Cleveland were the two cities that we yeah. uh, we found uh, particularly appealing to us. Uh, Good business diversification as well. As you know, I mean, you invest in Cleveland, so it's a, it's a great market. Amazon is investing in there. Uh, you know, I have Cleveland clinics that's in there, that whole health tech corridor. So mm -hmm. these are two very strong kind of industry kind of moving forward. The health tech, everything that relates to uh, to the online uh, retail, is uh, these are strong markets moving forward. So 
we're pretty excited about Cleveland. Memphis is the same thing with um, St. Jude's Hospital, with mm-hmm. uh, you know, with uh, also a FedEx is there. You know, so so these are the good markets. And then so the typical uh, point, the purchase price for our real real estate investor is about eighty to a hundred thousand dollars. So that's pretty much where. Uh, so that's the end price that the. the that's what the turnkey buyer pays. That's right. When yeah. the product product is all done. That's right. Okay. And then the rent is around eight hundred to um, nine hundred and fifty uh, around there. Uh, we connect our um, our real estate investor into uh, with uh, with um, the lender mm-hmm. with the property management company. So we we handle all of that. We do all the introduction, the insurance company. So they. You know, we understand that they don't have time to do this, so that's why mm-hmm. they uh, they are buying from us. Um, and then, by when it's all said and done, they normally end up with around two hundred and fifty, three hundred dollars uh, net cash flow at the end. It gives them about uh, you know fifteen, sixteen percent cash on cash return after they do after financing after they put their twenty percent down. Got it. So you're yeah. when you say cash on cash, so I need the audience to understand. Mm-hmm. So Eric and his team come in, they buy a property. Let's say for sixty, seventy thousand dollars, they renovate it. <clears throat> it's in great condition. Sell the property. Let's say for a hundred grand. And Eric, just jump in here if I get any of these numbers wrong. Somebody buys it. A turnkey investor buys it for a hundred grand. It's been fully renovated, fully tenanted. Took care of the mechanicals. Updated all the plumbing, electrical, flooring, kitchen, bathrooms, paint, carpet, mm-hmm. roof, windows, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, yeah. Whatever it needed. Somebody comes in and buys it for hundred grand. Typically, what they're doing is probably getting a rental loan from one of the rental lenders or local uh, banks for eighty percent mm-hmm. of that purchase price. They're putting down twenty thousand dollars plus or minus with some closing costs, right? That's so right. So yeah. that twenty thousand dollars down, it could be eighteen thousand dollars down, could be twenty-two thousand down, whatever the number is. And then, as Eric described, they're getting two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars per month, so somewhere between, let's say. 2500 to 4 grand of net free spendable cash flow that's Excellent. after expenses and after debt service that's why he's describing they're getting maybe a 15 to 20% cash on cash return because they put up 20,000 of cash they're getting back maybe 2 to 4 grand of cash that's what we call mm-hmm. a cash on cash return and oh by the way which Eric probably will get into they get the benefits of real estate which means appreciation principal yeah. pay down through the, the the mortgage being paid and write-offs on their tax returns, the depreciation. So if you can get a, right. a, a net spendable cash on cash return, which most people, when they look at mutual funds, they look at stocks, right, Eric? They're looking at, I'm going to yeah. get a 9% return. Well, that's a 9% cash on cash return. You're looking at yeah. basically 50% better or 100% better than that. And... Yeah. All those extra benefits, which is appreciation, depreciation, principal pay down. So just describe that. So if somebody wanted to invest in one of your turnkey deals, I mean, I sort of just described it, but in your words, what else did I miss? What other benefits are there? And and again, this is why people work with you. Yeah. I mean, so for me, I mean, you're exactly right. Obviously, appreciation. Uh, You know, I I live in California and I was in the San Francisco Bay Area. Now I live uh, in L.A. And here they all they love the appreciation aspect of it, and they 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 are always thinking, oh yeah, this is, you know, they forget about the cash flow, so they they mm-hmm. actually go negative on the cash flow in order to get the appreciation. But the appreciation here is about you know eight, you know nine percent sometimes, 
And, um, and actually right now we're seeing kind of like a slowdown on that. But I mean, you invest in Cleveland and the markets that we're investing in, I mean, our, the house is the same house that uh, we, we sold last year. We sold it like we're selling them now, the same kind of houses, like 10% more in the markets that, that we're in. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're seeing a very strong appreciation in the markets, in, in markets like Cleveland. And uh, that is very comparable to what we're seeing in, uh, in California. So that's one aspect of it. But you're also getting the cash flow in Cleveland. Exactly. In Cleveland, on top of that, you're getting the cash flow. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's fantastic. I mean, you just get cash coming back. And then that cash is, uh, instead of flowing directly into your, uh, your normal 1040, your normal uh, income tax uh, form, you can also de deduct the depreciation from, uh, from that. So mm -hmm. on $100,000, you divide by 27 and a half. And that's, that almost offset your entire net cash flow from, uh, from the property. So, yes. you know, this, you basically are getting the cash in your bank, but you're not paying taxes on that cash um, for the most part. So that's, uh, that's phenomenal. And for me, I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at a very long, uh, very long-term horizon. So I, I'm building not this company for, for me to retire, I'm building this company for my children and my grandchildren, and, uh, and that's that's what I'm I'm doing. My mm -hmm. my investment horizon is is really uh, it's like a hundred years. That's what I'm thinking about. Sure, I want to have these single family house to be positioned in very good market that I think is gonna they're gonna grow, and that you know fifty or seventy five years from now that's not gonna be a single house anymore. That's gonna be uh, you know a major you know. Uh, like maybe a, a bigger suburb or an extension of Cleveland uh, mm -hmm. or, you know, more in the downtown core in Memphis and stuff like that. So the value is really going to significantly appreciate over time, mm -hmm. even more than the regular eight or 9% that we're seeing right now. Are you ready to automate and explode your real estate investing? We're searching for extremely motivated individuals who are sick and tired of wasting time and want to finally see real results from their real estate investing business. We're searching for investors looking to get to the next level and become a bigger, better version of themselves while being a more successful real estate investing entrepreneur. Apply for mentoring and coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. That's joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. And even if you don't you get any appreciation, right? You still have mm -hmm. the cash on cash return, which is going to be north of 10%, potentially 15, 20%. And you have the principal pay down. So yeah. again, if you took out a 30 year loan or a 15 year loan, that property is eventually paid off. It's a real asset that you can sell. And you have the, the, uh, the write-offs on your tax return. So most of that profit and income is sheltered from taxes, which mm -hmm. using all of those, Stocks, bonds, mutual funds just cannot compete. The only benefit right. to owning stocks, bonds, mutual funds is liquidity, right? So there is, we do have to recognize that stocks, bonds, mutual funds, you could sell in a heartbeat, you could sell them overnight, turn that into cash in the next five minutes versus real yeah. estate is a less liquid investment mm -hmm. um, that it, you know, takes, it takes a minute to find a buyer, let's say 30 days to find a buyer, and then it takes that buyer 45 days to close. You know, that might take three months to create liquidity. So that's the offset, 
but a lot of people are looking to put this money in play, right, Eric? And they're looking to just kind of set it and forget it. So they're not looking yeah. to get liquid anyway. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think if you're getting, this is the advantage between the single family and multifamily as well. I mean, if you're, if you're just getting into real estate, you know, get a single family home and you can really slow, slowly ease your way into a real estate uh, investor. And then if you feel like you, you want to kind of like reposition or change something or you want to go into uh, some other types of, uh, of investment, you can, you can sell one house. You don't have to sell, uh, you know, if you have an apartment building, you have to sell the whole thing. But uh, with, uh, with single family, I mean, you, can, you need some money for, for something, some other investments you want to do or whatever you want to, uh, I don't recommend it, but you want to buy a boat, uh, sure. you know, then you can, uh, you can sell a house and, you know, buy a boat and do, do uh, something like that. Uh, with multifamily or commercial, obviously it's a lot harder to do. Um, you have to get a bigger boat then uh, if you sell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but you also um, got to yeah, sell so the whole portfolio at the same time, right? I mean, we're in that middle yeah, of that yeah, now. We've got. Exactly. We've yeah. Got and then you can, you can still do the 1031 exchange. You have all the, the same benefits that, uh, that you would have with an apartment building, but you would, well, most of them. And then, uh, but you can still do a 1031 exchange to move in these, the portfolio into something uh, bigger if you decide to do that in the future. Yeah. Definitely. So Eric, let me ask you some questions about your model. So uh, yeah. some questions around how do you find deals? How to manage properties? How do you find investors? So yeah. uh, you live in California. How are you finding deals in Memphis, Cleveland, St. Louis, some of the markets that you operate in? How are you finding deals to acquire in order to turn them into turnkey? Yeah, so we, you know, we're, we're buying about 10, 10 houses a month uh, and about selling the same. So we, we currently have like we're rolling. We have like about 50, 50 houses in our portfolio right now that we're turning in turning sell 10 buy 10 basically every month and then we have pro the our typical turnaround is about three months so you got some product in the projects. middle that's being rehabbed yep exactly exactly so um we we have when we have this kind of volume uh you and you would know this but you have to kind of like you hit everything uh we uh we obviously look at the mls uh, mm -hmm. We also look at, uh, you know, pocket listing. We have some, uh, some good, uh, the realtors that are, uh, you know, that they're very knowledgeable and they know which market to look at. They knock on doors and say, hey, you know, do you want to sell your property? And actually in January, we also started a, a wholesaling company, a wholesaling operation called mm -hmm. Rocket Offer. And then, uh, so they're also doing all kinds of calling and all kinds of uh, reaching out to, uh, to owners uh, in, the, in the markets that we're interested in. And we're also uh, buying from wholesalers. So uh, mm -hmm. wholesalers that have a deal that, uh, that works for us. I mean, we are, uh, we're always interested in uh, looking at deals and uh, if they work for us, then we, we definitely uh, buy from wholesalers as well. Got it. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you hit on all cylinders. You have to do, you have to do everything mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. Eric, what kind of markets are you looking at? Are they A-class markets with, you know, white collar? Are they B-class markets, a little mixture of white collar, blue collar? 
C-class markets where it's more blue collar and you can, and you're adding in, you know, not, not high crime and not, you're not the hood, but it's, there's a little bit more crime. There's a little bit lower mm-hmm. income, uh, or they D-class markets where the cash flows can be super high, but you're dealing with some more lower income and higher crime type of markets. Mm-hmm. Which, which market would you describe your business operates the best in? So we like the C, C and B class. Uh, typically in any kind of downturn, uh, you know, the A class and luxury kind of level, they, they, they tend not to cash flow. And then mm-hmm. they tend to also have a harder time. And we're seeing this right now, like a harder time renting, finding tenants in, uh, in the A and luxury um, kind of uh, category. But mm-hmm. the B and C class, these are very solid uh, kind of market. Um, we, and, and the people that we, uh, the, the tenants and all of that, I mean, they are typically pretty solid tenants. Yeah, you have a little bit more potentially some issues here and there. You do have some blue collars worker that, you know, they lose their job and all of that. They're, they're a little bit more impacted. But in general, I mean, they, these are, you know, good, hardworking people. Uh, they, they maintain the, the properties pretty well in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't have too many problems. I mean, we still do a good background check um, and all of that. Uh, we don't do currently like Section 8. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we just uh, we just focused on, you know, hardworking uh, people, which called, sometimes they're called like workforce uh, housing. So that's that's kind of what we're looking at. Nice. And yeah. Um, and Eric, let me ask you, how, how are you finding your investors? You really probably have two types of investors. You probably are paying cash for a lot of these properties. You're buying 10 properties a month. So you may have a line of credit from a bank or you may have um, private investors that are giving your company the money to acquire and rehab the property. That's one type of investor or one type of financing. Then the second type of investor is the investor who's buying the end product, who's putting it into their portfolio and it's turnkey. So help me understand those two buckets, how you're financing your purchase. And then secondly, how you're finding the end buyer. So most of the, the purchases are financed with our own money mm-hmm. uh, or we have uh, private money lenders. So these are private individuals that are lending us money at, uh, and then we're paying them interest only uh, mm-hmm. on uh, every month. And then we have, uh, we have a little bit less of that. We have more like uh, some joint venture uh, investors. So people that are going to share in the risk with us. So and then they, they provide most of the fund. Typically, we do like ninety percent. They fund ninety percent of the purchase price and rehab, mm-hmm. and then we provide the rest. And then they, we split the profit fifty uh, fifty, basically. Got um, it. The so if people have an appetite for that, the returns are, are a bit higher, but also there's uh, share a little bit more in the risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the PML. This is like you know if you want passive income with no no worries uh so this is another one where uh you know you basically get a check every month and uh, you don't have to worry about it it's consistent and uh, pretty low risk mm-hmm. on so that's on the investor um on the um on the turnkey investor the buyers uh so th- these are we we do a lot of marketing uh, and, and our strategy is really for to position uh, myself and uh, my son also Antoine uh, Martel 
is also kind of like going out there. We want to position ourselves as uh, as experts in mm -hmm. in real estate, and um, I'm really going after the uh, the demographics of the the baby boomers and earlier the Gen X and all of that. Who are they? Have a family and all of that, and then they want to. They have to think about retirement. They have to think about. Um, building a, a legacy for their children and um, so that's that's the audience that I'm kind of going after and help them prepare to make sure that they reach their their goal of uh, achieving financial freedom and retire early right my son is uh, reaching out more towards the millennials millennials have a little bit different challenges they have a high student debt they have all of that uh, they have uh, they can't if they live in California they can't buy a house they constantly, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how fast they're saving money to, for a down payment for a house, the house goes in price faster than they can accumulate the down payment. So, but they want to invest in real estate, so they invest with us uh, on that. So, he, he, we talk about these things and, and basically our marketing and uh, the books and all of that, that helps bring uh, people uh, that want to do this. They want to build a passive income portfolio. They see the value in what we're doing and then they want to buy these, uh, they want to get started basically. Yeah, so we had Antoine on this podcast uh, oh, yeah. back <laughs> in February. Uh, mm -hmm. This was pre-COVID. Uh, we talked a lot about his strategy of using social media, uh, specifically yep. Instagram, Facebook, oh, yeah. and Twitter mm -hmm. and things like that for him to build up his YouTube channel and those kind of things in order to appeal to the millennial investor who wants to do turnkey rentals and own apartment buildings and those kind of things. Um, you are working probably with a different audience that maybe looks a little bit more like you, acts a little bit more yeah. like you. You know, yeah. he's appealing to his audience, younger Ask generation. A lot more questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so your audience, yep. there's a it's a very different marketing approach. Whereas yeah. those yet younger crowd is probably on social media. They're probably on the internet. They're probably on their mobile device. Mm -hmm. You're appealing to maybe a little bit more older, mature crowd. That's What's right. what, what types of marketing? Uh, obviously, podcasts will work. Books will work. Mm -hmm. um, what other types of strategies are you guys using to, again, acquire eyeballs and marketing to those? Because they're two very different audiences. So I guess my question mm -hmm. is, is how does your marketing differ from his marketing? Yeah, so my marketing is more like on LinkedIn. So I do a lot of the on LinkedIn. I also write, okay, uh, right. I'm a contributor. I'm a contributor on uh, Forbes Forbes magazine on the part of the real estate council there. Uh, I also write for entrepreneurandbusiness.com uh, and a bunch of other online magazine as well, like Disrupt magazine. So I have quite a few articles there. And um, so that's that's one of the audience. That's how I reach them. Facebook is also pretty big on my, on my side as well. So I have a Facebook group uh, in there mm -hmm. and a page so that I, I, I market on that market on Twitter. Uh, and I, I do a little bit on Instagram, but yeah, I mean, Antoine is the, is the king of Instagram. That's for yeah. sure. And, um, and finally YouTube. So I, I do, uh, I do a lot of YouTube and, uh, I try to do a lot of YouTube videos and all of that. And because I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of the people that my followers, they actually go and, uh, they listen to a lot of YouTubes and podcasts sure. as well. So that's the other thing. My newest and most powerful real estate investing book, The Flip System, is now available. And for a limited time, you can grab your free copy at getflipsystem.com forward slash podcast. 
Using the same proven principles, secrets, and investing strategies I'm sharing in this book, I've been able to personally close over 750 highly profitable real estate deals over the last 15 years, make over 400 private lender loans, raise over $30 million of private money, and acquire over 2,000 units of apartments. Get my newest book now for free for a limited time at getflipsystem.com slash podcast. That's getflipsystem.com slash podcast. So yeah. still, you're just still using a lot of the technology platforms. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if you would say something like we're using direct mail or we're using more of an offline mm-hmm. strategy like you know, like physical newsletters or doing any kind of uh, like live events where, you know, some people will come for dinner and or drinks or some sort of social hour and do some of those types of things. But it still sounds like even though your audience and Antoine's audience are very different, you're still using a lot of the technology platforms like podcasting, YouTube, LinkedIn to still create the audience that's helping you doing your private lending and ultimately buying your own product as well. That's right. So yeah, so that's, that's exactly, people are still there, like even the boomers, I mean, of Mm -hmm. course, there's some boomers are not really on Facebook, but you know, boomers still have a strong presence uh, on Facebook, the Gen Xers, they they're there, they're, uh, they're definitely there. And um, yeah, so I can definitely reach reach out to them uh, through Facebook and LinkedIn, they they very focused on their, you know, professional profile and all of that. So Mm -hmm. I do a lot of posts on LinkedIn, and uh, it kind of like drive them to the other platforms that uh, that I have as well. And do you ultimately Um, have how, how are you capturing the lead? Um, Eric and, and, and Antoine probably answered this. By the way, Antoine's episode was uh, episode number 97 was released back in February, February 21st of 2020, right before COVID hit. Um, uh, but you can check that out as well. So you can kind of compare what dad and son are doing differently <laughs> and, and how they compare. So check that out. Episode number 97. Um, but is there a, a platform that you're using or some sort of opt-in page or software that you're using? to have your investors sort of opt in for information? Is there a website that you're using or how does it work for you to capture their information? First name, last name, email, phone number, so you can follow up with them and show them some deal flow. Yeah, I think it's it's critical to have a CRM, like a customer relationship management software. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we're using Zoho and we've, uh, we've customized it uh, and automated a lot of these, uh, the processes in uh, in that CRM software. Got it. Um, so as soon as they get in, they get in as a lead. Uh, we have a couple of people, uh, salespeople that are, you know, kind of uh, connecting with them uh, and uh, engaging with them and to see what uh, what they're looking for. Uh, I mean, our first step really for that whole process is about uh, education. It's about educating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what Antoine and it's and myself are doing. We're really out there to educate people, make them aware of what what is going on and what we think um, they should be focusing on. And then once they get into the the lead, the as a lead in our system, then they get uh, a 
every week we send uh, an email uh, campaign mm -hmm. on Tuesday with uh, an article, a topic. And on Thursday, we send another one about a property that we have for sale to kind of like get them familiar also with the, with the numbers. Um, and all of, all of that is in, in the CRM. Um, we also have, even on our website, uh, you know, we even have, as soon as somebody goes on our website, we get notified and we can actually go and chat with them on our website, automatically creates a, a lead. If they have any questions and stuff like that, we can answer them as well there. Nice. So Very good. Mm -hmm. So Eric, last, last uh, kind of question is, is now that you've seen this kind of success and building this, mm -hmm. you've done it virtually. Um, there's probably some mistakes you've made along the way. There's probably some things you do different. What kind of advice would you give, you know, your maybe less experienced self or what kind of advice would you give your son if he was starting over or what kind of advice would you give our audience, um, and some lessons you've learned along the way that's, you know, provided you a lot of success that you've had. So I think the number one uh, is is about the mindset. It's about yeah, about a more flexible mindset and kind of step away from that nine to five job. I mean, we're mm -hmm. driving more and more towards a gig economy. It sounds interesting and exciting, but in mm -hmm. fact, that means a, a, an economy where you get paid a certain amount of money, but you have to pay for everything else. You have to pay for your benefit. You have to pay for your healthcare. You have to pay for your equipment and all mm -hmm. of that. So. And then when that's turned off, when the salary or your income turns off or you have the ebbs and flow of, uh, of your income, uh, you're in, you know, it's, it's a difficult situation. So, I, so my first one is about the mindset. It's really about realizing that, yeah, you may have a nine to five job right now. It may sound like it's a secure job. Uh, we've all had these secure job where, you know, you go in your manager's office and they say, we don't need you anymore. See you. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, nothing is secure. So you think about that and prepare for a time when you, you want to be in control of, uh, of your income. And this is why, you know, I'm, I'm, as I mentioned earlier, it's like your number one goal it should be financial freedom. You need to start working on, on this as soon as, as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's, that's what I would have, I would have said. And, my first apartment building, you know, I bought, I bought that when I was 18 years old. And at that time, my mindset was like, it was just like something that I was, I had this mentor and I said, oh, okay, this is something that uh, I can do. I'm going to learn something great. And I never thought, oh, this is going to be like, a, I'm going to build a passive income portfolio and I'm going to be, I won't have to work or anything like that. That's not my thinking at the time. If I had to tell myself, uh, talk to myself in the in the past and say, I, you know, no, you need to kind of focus on that. This is the thing that uh, you need to focus on and yeah. build on that portfolio and all of that. Uh, so there was a lot more learning that I could have done at that point to, uh, you know, learn about using other yeah. people's money and build the portfolio and all of that. So, so I mean, imagine, yeah. Eric, if if out of all the deals that you've done, all the deals that I've done, if you started from the beginning and sort of oh, sacrificed, sacrificed a little bit of the immediate gratification of flipping a house, wholesaling a property, and kept every single one of those deals and managed them and babysat them and kind of put all your eggs in that basket. And then, as Henry Ford said, put all your eggs in one basket and then you know, watch that basket. Make sure <laughs> yeah. that you watch that basket. Imagine if we yeah. did that from the beginning. Many people yeah. get into real estate thinking of, I want to make a lot of income. I want to yeah. get out of debt, which is great. 
But yeah. the, the best way to do that to satisfy today's needs and the long-term needs is to buy and hold, buy and hold, buy and hold, invest yeah. for the long-term because that piles up and you make this equity, this profit in perpetuity and also pay very little tax. So that would be yeah. the advice I'd give to my former self is just hold everything you can. Don't sell a single property. Keep them all forever. Um, and, you know, we have a huge portfolio of 3,000 units of apartments, but we would have a much bigger portfolio and been financially independent much younger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's a good advice. Uh, for me, like I, uh, it, I really focus on a couple of things. I focus on the returns. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, that that's very important, and also return on equity. As you own a property and the the property increase in value, you end up with uh, equity, and uh, I want to make sure that I leverage that equity uh, as mu- as much as I can. So mm-hmm. to me, that's something that's very important, and. Um, you know, so this is one of the reasons why I sold my primary residence uh, a couple of years ago, because I had a massive amount of equity in there. And, and I said, well, I want to leverage it. I want to do something with it. I had maxed out mm-hmm. the, the uh, line of credit. I had maxed, uh, you know, the mortgage was, I could have extracted maybe an extra $100,000 or something like that, but that was not enough. So we decided mm-hmm. to sell it. And that really uh, jump-started, um, you know, Martel Turnkey at that point because then we were able to, you know, triple what we the amount of the volume that we were doing, the rehabs, uh, and do a lot more with our cash. And we that's also when we got started into the apartment buildings. Nice in Memphis. So yeah, so that's kind of what I'm focused on. I, I'm kind of uh, I like the buy and hold. But I also focus on the uh, on the return on investment and the return on equity. Uh, this is why right now, when we're looking at our apartment buildings in uh, in Memphis, uh, we're looking at the return, uh, and then we're thinking, well, you know, if we had this equity, so we're trying to we want to extract the equity out of that. But we're saying, like, if we can get the max equity out, if we sell the property and we invest it back into Martel Turnkey. The returns is going to be significantly more than owning that uh, that apartment building, so that's why we have a couple of apartment buildings uh, that we're selling right now. Got uh, it, Midtown Memphis. But that's because we have this opportunity uh, with the turn we running a turnkey business, right? So we have this is a different thing. If you're just looking at b- building a passive income portfolio, of course we wouldn't be selling that. We would yeah. just be holding on to it and. Fantastic stuff. That's because we have that other opportunity. Yeah. That's right. Fantastic stuff. Eric, listen, I understand your book is out. People can get access to your book. Where would they be able to find that? And where can our audience connect with you? So, obviously, it is. Oh, I think I have a copy here. Here we go. Stop trading your time for money. Uh, You can find it on Amazon, obviously. So, uh, but if you want, you can also go to martelleric.com slash book. Uh, if you can't find it on Amazon, and there's a button at the bottom, you can just click on that, and it's going to bring you right to the book on Amazon. Fantastic so. stuff. Well, Eric, listen, mm-hmm. thanks so much for joining us today on Accelerated Investor. I had a blast. I had a blast with your son, getting to know him. Yeah. It's great to yeah. meet you on the other side of this thing here at the end of the year. Don't forget, my audience, to check out episode number 97 with Antoine. And don't forget to leave us an uh, amazing review. If you enjoyed this interview, share this all over social media. Eric, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank on Accelerated Investor. Thank you. 
So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Eric Martel. Don't forget to check out the interview I did with his son, Antoine. It's episode number 97. If you enjoyed this interview, uh, please go in wherever you check out your podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. Uh, also, let me know how we did. Leave us a comment. Uh, if you leave us a rating and review, also take a screenshot of that. Send it into my office. We'll send you a free Accelerated Investor t-shirt. Guys, listen, I know there's a lot of places you can go to get your information. I'm always so honored, so excited, so humbled that you would take the time to learn this content and information from me and the guests that we have and the solo cast that we do. Uh, so don't forget to check out, again, episode number 97 with Antoine. We'll put it in the show notes. Also, grab Eric's book. Grab Eric's book at Martel Eric dot com slash book. Finally, don't forget to go into our private Facebook group only for our Accelerated Investor members. Also, if you need more coaching to you know build your income portfolio, recruit private investors, go visit joshcantwellcoaching.com. Thanks for being here today on Accelerated Investor, and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Hey, Josh here, and do you want to win a free Accelerated Investor t-shirt? All you have to do is give Accelerated Investor, our podcast, Accelerated Investor, a rating and a review on iTunes, okay? Do that now. Then send us a screenshot on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. What we're going to do then is every week we're going to pick our favorite rating and review and we're going to send that person a free t-shirt and maybe, again, some other cool, fun stuff as well from Accelerated Investors. So, Again, don't forget to take a screenshot. Leave a rating, review, take a screenshot, send it to us so we know exactly who you are. And then once a week, every week on the podcast, we will announce a new winner. Don't forget to take a screenshot and send it to us so we know exactly who you are. We'll announce a new winner every week. You've been listening to Josh Cantwell and the Accelerated Investor Podcast. Leave a comment on our iTunes channel and let us know what you want to learn next or who you'd like Josh to interview. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and make sure to subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes. Follow Josh Cantwell and his companies, Strategic Real Estate Coach and Freeland Ventures on all social media platforms now and stay up to date on new training and investment opportunities. To start your journey toward the lifestyle you've always dreamed of. Apply for coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com.